We're talking about the SEC championship game this weekend because our team's good enough to play in such a game. You might have mm-hmm. heard of them. They're the Georgia Bulldogs. They have won 29 consecutive games, oh, wow. which is um, the most that any SEC team has won. In other news, Alabama is a different SEC team. We'll talk about that today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the pod today. Glad you guys are here. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more. More on them a little later. Daniel, we are talking SEC championship game. We are talking Saturday for all them marbles to go ahead, get into the playoff, and start the run towards the three-peat for Georgia against the Crimson Tide, who by just, I'm not. I'm trying also to be mean. I'm not going to say this with all due respect. I'm, I'm literally have no respect for you. Like I have respect for Nick Saban. That is true. Yeah. He is currently, as we speak right now, the greatest college football coach of all time. Okay. Come back to me. Well, let's as of, as of right now. Okay, good. Um, but Bama fan, you, you're, you're not good. Like, like you, we're going to, the team or the fan. Well, both the, the fan is the, second third worst in the nation okay objectively bad objectively mm-hmm. bad your team many georgia is, fans are too by the way we're okay. fully aware of this trust so, me so please come let us know in the comments but we are also aware of that we, we are fully mm-hmm. aware again we did not assault vanderbilt old men for we did not getting at our children jermaine that, burton however did assault female li- students co-eds literally. that um he feared for his life yeah I'm and sure so he, he felt the need to You know what's sad? I actually I actually trust him on that. I actually that, believe he is an insecure he embodies Alabama. He all embodies you have to do Alabama. is look at his eyes for two seconds and you can believe he was afraid for his life when that 19-year-old um, girl people ran out on love him. the banter. By the way, I'm gonna get you all I'm gonna get after you guys on Twitter. I'm gonna show you a picture and y'all gonna help me. We're gonna do a little detective sleuthing online. You're gonna give me a name. So get over the Twitters. Folk. today on lockdown that is the weirdest setup for an ambiguous thing that's ever been and once you see it on twitter it's gonna be worse. at dogs podcast it gets worse from gets there worse. like i'll just let you know ahead of time people love this banter <laughs> they love the banter we're gonna talk about how bama is bad mm-hmm. how we are good and how we're going to beat them in the sec championship well, game daniel that's, that's interesting. interesting um before so where we, do you want to begin before we get into that though let let me start here by the way got a giveaway stay tuned for the third segment third if you're segment. interested in the giveaway yeah. Um, you've got a, a few days left to enter. And so if you're interested, stay tuned to the third segment. We'll let you know how, um, let me tell you about Alabama's hopes and dreams. Engage an Alabama fan this week, Georgia fans. I dare you to because engage them. Happen. Just engage them about the game. Try to talk to them about our team and their team. We're going to do this okay. in the second segment and the third segment. Clint's got a lot of Clint's got some numbers for you. He's he's got some research for you. He's just he's been bathing in it for the last 48 hours. We're going to try to talk about our team and their team. Try to engage an Alabama fan in that conversation, because right now what you're going to get in response 
is what Alabama fans right now, as they watch this video, are furiously typing in the comments. And that is um, that while I was told all week by Alabama fans that they don't believe in quote unquote juju, they don't believe in um, superstitions and bad lucks. They don't believe in Jordan hair magic. <laughs> Let me tell you this Alabama fan. I don't believe in that stuff either. I just think Auburn's not that much worse than you. I don't believe in juju either. Okay. While I was told all week that they don't believe in that sort of stuff, engage an Alabama fan about Georgia's football team and their football team, and here's what you're likely to hear. Well, Kirby Smart's 1-4 and four all time against Nick Saban. Kirby Smart's still only 1-4 and four against Nick Saban. Well, Georgia can't beat Alabama in Atlanta in the SEC championship game. You don't want to play us. In Atlanta, in Mercedes-Benz, because we own you in that stadium. This is the argument for why Alabama fans are confident in their team. Because mm -hmm. of Juju, a stadium that is quote-unquote cursed to us, and the historical record of two coaches coaching teams that are not this current team that they're currently coaching. So that's all Alabama fans have. Alabama fans, that's if it. you have something else, and I sincerely mean this, let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can email it to me at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. You can drop it in the comments or engage me on Twitter. I would love to hear some something else from you. But all Alabama fans have, Clint is um we're alabama uh-huh and you're still georgia and our best wide receivers were hurt like that's all they've got that's literally that's not like again not not a joke not hyperbole not making this up but hearing from alabama fan that's it we could be wrong again alabama fan if we're wrong Tell me something about these teams that makes you confident that your team is going to beat our team on Saturday. It's before the Niners got Christian McCaffrey and before Shanahan came and coach and all this. Just a fan that says, well, the Niners are going to win because they're in uh, gold and, and red. And, and they were good back in the eighties because they once had Joe Montana. Yeah. Okay. That, all of that is true. Why are they going to win on Sunday? That's that's the question. Why is Alabama going to win Saturday other than because you hope to do so? You sound, and again, I do mean this disrespectfully, you sound like Florida and Georgia Tech fan. Like how the mighty have fallen. Y'all don't have anything other than our boys are going to get up for the game again. This is our Super Bowl. This is our biggest thing. And and we we own you boys, you mutts. The number of times you call us mutts in the comments. Again, she doth protest too much. Like y'all, like it's it's a tough look for you. It's how about it's instead tough. of just running out of your mouth, you actually watch the game. And if you were to say, "Hey, I hope we win," but hmm. there is not a metric on earth that tells me. <laughs> and you you could say. It's the SEC championship. It's Alabama, Georgia. Anything Weird things happen. have happened. You could say that. Yeah. And I would say to you, you're, you're right. right. Anything can happen. You're right. 
That's absolutely true. Point but to me a metric, Bama fan. It's not. That's all they have. That's all. It's all they have. One and four all time. And guess what, Clint? Uh-huh, when we way. win on Saturday, there we go. And we come on on Saturday night. <laughs> there won't be as many Alabama fans. There will be a hell of a lot of Georgia fans, but there will be some Alabama fans. Yes, and they will be in the comments. Yes, and they will say. Mm-hmm. Kirby Smart still two and four, two still and four. Two and, four. <laughs> and you know what's going to be sad? You know what's going to be sad, Bama fan? He'll never be able to increase that record. He won't be able to get to 500. And it won't be because he keeps losing. Nope. <laughs> no. But Mark Stoops. Mark I'm telling you this right now. This is going to happen. I am fully committed to this happening. Uh, hey, we're going to be back. Daniel and I are going to tell you about two things right now. And one of them, Daniel, is FanDuel. I love FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Why are you a big fan of the FanDuel, Daniel? Well, because when I see an advantage, I see an edge. Okay, I see go. teams that I, I think I, I know a little bit about. And I see um, a line that doesn't make any sense to me. Then I go on FanDuel. I go on FanDuel.com slash locked on and I download the FanDuel app and I use it. It, First of all, it's easy. It's clean. It's everything is organized the exact right way that you want it to be. I've been on a lot of sportsbook apps and FanDuel has got one of the best apps that there is. You can make every bet that there is. Same game parlays, props, over, under spreads, money lines, whatever you want. I go there. I make the bet. I win the bet and then I take the money and I add it to the amount that I'm going to be betting on the SEC championship game this week. Yes, sir. And now the pot just continues to grow and grow until all of a sudden it's like I feel like I need to call Dukes for some accountability because I'm all of a sudden wagering an amount of money that Dukes help our boy out or don't Dukes. Just don't. Don't help me out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more at FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now you go there as a first-time customer. You make a $5 bet, and they give you hundreds of dollars in bonus bets right to your account. FanDuel.com slash locked on to get the promotion. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. But also, I want to know about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. That's right. Post it for free. Instead of you randomly guessing and hypothetically going through a whirlwind of questions, at the end of which you don't know if you know this candidate more or less than you did prior, stop spinning your wheels. LinkedIn jobs. Dot com linkedin.com slash locked on college poster job for you get access to millions and millions of network associated folk who know the industry that you are in and know other people who know the right person get the right mm-hmm. candidate the right hire for your team and if you're looking for a job go over linkedin jobs linkedin.com slash locked on college and find the right job right now daniel and i have used them to go ahead and right now i'm try if she was on linkedin i would try to find tiffany she's not on linkedin i need your help maybe she's somebody else happily she- employed She's happily employed by Georgia Video Broadcasting, and Mm -hmm. she's crushing it. That is a LinkedIn hire. Tiffany is a LinkedIn hire because she's crushing it. LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College right now. All right, Clint. We, um, this might come as a shock to some folks. Okay. We are not Alabama fans. We don't don't care for Alabama. I'll just be honest with you there. I don't like Auburn. Nope. And so I do share some similarities. I don't care for Tennessee. In fact, I hate Tennessee with the fire of a thousand suns. Um, and so all Alabama fans and I don't have nothing in common. We have lots of things in common, uh, but we're not Alabama fans. No, we actually 
try to watch football and talk about what we see on the football field that makes us confident or lack confidence in our team. For example, yesterday on the podcast, I said I lack confidence in Georgia's ability to stop to, to completely shut down Alabama's run game, especially when Jalen Milrow breaks contain and gets outside because Georgia lacks a certain physicality on defense. And um, Jalen Milrow is an incredibly physical, incredibly elite athletic runner. And that makes me um, that makes me nervous about Georgia's ability to completely shut down Alabama's run game. So what have you seen when you you dive into the numbers? I know our boy Dog Stats, which, by dog the way, stats. if you're not following Dog Stats on Twitter, another shout out to him. Josh is the absolute best. He's the best. Um, even if I promise you this, and I mean this in all sincerity, if even if you're an Alabama fan, chances are yeah. he has you muted. If you're an Alabama fan, but don't let that deter you go follow him because he puts out absolutely like top notch information. He does. And one of the things that he does, he has these graphs that he makes to try to illustrate the point of metrics and what type of metrics mean a lot. And here's, here's just the basic premise. Again, we do this every time we talk about dog stats. If you're wanting to keep ahead of the chains, first down, you want to get five yards to keep ahead of the chains. You want to get behind and have to be scrambling for yards. If you're going to keep on pace, keep on schedule to get first downs, you keep getting first downs. And if you do that enough time down the field, Daniel, you score points. That's the point. So if you, if you keep on schedule, you get the points that are, are yards expected on a play. So yeah. if you drop a play, you need five, you get five. That's a success rate. We call that success rate. Yeah, we call that success rate. Then also, if you limit running plays and passing plays below a certain amount, if you're not giving up 25 yard, 30, 40, 50 yard plays on defense, or if you're gaining those on offense, that's explosiveness. It's not mm -hmm. just the five yard. That's it's how you make up for situations where you're not ahead of the chains. You have explosive plays and that erases some of your previous deficiencies. You have both of these things together. You are an elite offense, you limit both of these things, you are an elite defense. Okay, so let me start. We're going to start talking about our offense against Bama's defense mm -hmm. because we're going to get in the third segment. Lower third segment, listeners, 199, come back for our giveaway chance. We have a fantastic giveaway just for you. If you listen to the third segment, you can find out how to apply, how to get involved in that. So we're going to talk about our defense against their offense in the third segment. But let's talk about our offense against their defense. Okay. Bama has, in all intents and purposes, a pretty solid defense. As a matter of fact, just a, a quick hint, quick look ahead to the third segment. Georgia defense and Alabama defense, not that dissimilar in a lot of things, hmm. which used to be a compliment. Now it's actually a, an insult to us that, that we're lowering our standards to Bama standards. Correct. So we're going to get to that, and, and Daniel's going to have a field day with it. But let's talk about the offense really quick. But to be honest, somebody like me who has been – just absolutely sick about the Georgia defense all season. You say that, and I'm like, oh, Alabama defense is not that good then. Like, I feel fine. Like, I okay. Because if See? they're comparable to this Georgia defense, I want to throw a brick through my window when I watch the Georgia defense. And so that's great. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop him, y'all. I've tried. You won't. I can't. And you I won't. won't no, it. I won't. Okay. Points per game, 40.4 points per game. Success rate of the Georgia offense, 52.8% of the time. We get the yards necessary when we design a play that we want. Mike Bobo mm -hmm. is more often than not getting the yardage he requires and desires on his architecture and engineering of the offense, which is fantastic. 52.8%. Explosive play percentage, 14.4%. That's a little lower than the elite of elites, but it's still pretty dang good. 
yards per play, 7.3 yards per play, which is ticking up from where it was previous. We're 6.9, 6.89 in the previous games. Now, 7.3, Daniel. Okay. Okay. These seem advantageous numbers. Georgia, one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in college football. So, so let's go to who the, again, we do this neighborhood. Whose neighborhood are you around? We are in the neighborhood of Oregon, Washington. We are in the same as um, LSU. Oh, but interesting. Alabama. Alabama believes fundamentally that they played LSU already, so nothing that the Georgia offense does is going to scare them. Yeah, we have LSU-type offense, but hold on, just just in all phases, not just one particular phase. We don't have one player who is transcendent. We have all the players that are transcendent. So you're saying that we... A one dirty player making one dirty play can't just knock out our offense. Is that what, what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to tell you. He oh, to so do like that. the only reason that that we win the game is because we made a dirty play and knocked out the only player on the other team's offense. You're, you're like that wouldn't be. You're the... confusing us with another team, Daniel. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're, sorry. I, sometimes Bama's, I get so confused. I just Bama's get so scared. Def- Bama's defense success rate thirty six point seven. Now that's not that's not great. That's not terrible. But it, it's certainly not fantastic. Yards per play, f- uh, 5.6 points per game, 17.4. Okay. Now, here's where it gets rather interesting to me because I'm going to go to the passing game. Before we even get to the running, I'm going to get to the passing game for Georgia. Okay. Georgia's success rate on passing plays, 55.5%. Y'all, that's better than our rushing efficiency, and our rushing efficiency is incredible. We are in an elite efficient Carson Beck has a sixth fifth sixth best completion percentage in the entire nation yards per game is huge yards per play is 8.9 we are averaging nine yards per play when passing the ball damn near a first down that's why we throw it more than we run it that's why we throw it to set up the run this year um uh, it, it there is such a multitude of weapons at this offense's disposal, and Mike Bobo is just deep in his bag getting the ball to all of them. I mean, Oregon has... I think Oregon is is one of the only teams that might be ahead, and that is because until last week, Bo Nix was not throwing it more than 10, 15 yards down the field, and the playmakers are making plays. We have dudes everywhere doing it. Here's, here's the short of it. Here's what statistics tell me. Okay. This is a mismatch of cosmic proportions. For Georgia's offense, we are three tiers higher than Alabama's defense. Our offense versus their defense is three tiers higher than what they have. The defense for Bama, um, uh, well, I, I, I'm going to get to that. I'm going to maybe get to the offense, the comps for the offense, but essentially being our offense is far superior than Bama's defense, Daniel. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like there's not playmakers on this defense, no. right? Obviously, Kool-Aid McKinstry is fantastic, um, versatile weapon. Um, you know, Bama fans love them, some Caleb Downs, and love. are so excited about him and his future, as they rightfully should be. Dallas when Turner. transfer to A&M, we've already for him. We've, we've already talked about uh, Dallas Turner, who is a very good uh, and very dirty player. And and so it's not like there's not transcendent talent on this Alabama offense, first round talent. There's plenty of first round talent on on I mean, this Alabama defense. Pardon me. The issue is, and it's everybody's issue when matching up against Georgia. You know, Michigan has an elite playmaker at corner as well. Alabama has an elite playmaker at corner. 
And and if you're Ohio State, that really hurts you, right? Because your offense is predicated around you have the best player and he's a guy and he's going to to make you pay no matter where he is on the field. And all of a sudden, Alabama is able to come in and counter that with some elite play from a defensive back or whatever. Georgia, not only is Georgia's primary receiver not coverable by Kool-Aid McKinstry, period, at all, in any way, shape, or form. He can't even touch Brock Bowers. But secondly, even if you take a primary option away from this Georgia team, it does not matter. And and Carson Beck and Mike Bobo in this offense have proven over and over again. It won't matter time and time again. Georgia's offense is a mismatch for literally everyone that they play. Let's talk now about the defensive side of the ball and Alabama's offense. We'll do that right after this. And this is, in fact, prize picks. Prizepick.com slash locked on college. Here's what you're going to go do. You're going to go on. You're going to sign on prizepicks.com slash locked on college. You're going to use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Now, Daniel, prize picks is pretty simple, it is. wildly simple, as a matter of fact. Sure. You take the knowledge that you have about football and you make picks that are based upon if somebody's going to do better or worse than what you currently are seeing them do. And Price is going to go ahead and give you some numbers, give you some stats, give you some understanding, and you're going to make determinations on who you think will do better or worse than what they're giving. It's pretty dang simple. And right now, Daniel, $100 deposit match. That's guaranteed. free money. It's free money. It's safe. It's reliable. It's easy. It's fantastic. It's a ton of fun. We love them. You should love them too. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. Get over there right now. Use promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks when you sign up for first time. It's sports, it's daily, it's every single thing that you want. Prizepicks.com slash locked on college. All right, Daniel, I want to continue on this metric journey to talk now about the Alabama offense against the Georgia defense. Now, to your point, I'm going to start with the, the, the bad news. The before, thing, we, the news before you do that, giving oh, away a $75 home field gift card. Welcome yes. to the third segment. $75 home field gift card. You can use that to buy anything that you want on home field's site. If you want to register to win, all you have to do, it's very simple. Send us an email at LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. The link to that email address is in the show description. LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. Uh, we will choose one that just, just says giveaway, enter the giveaway, home field, whatever you want it to say. Um, all of those emails will be your entries into the contest. We will choose one at random. And as long as you are subscribed to both the audio podcast and the YouTube channel, you will be eligible to win. And we will let you know a week, uh, uh, the Monday after the SEC championship game. So six days from now. Um, uh, so make sure you send us that email, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. That is your entry into the contest. And good luck to all of you. All right, Clint, Georgia's defense, Alabama's offense. Okay, I'm going to start with the real bad news of it, Daniel. You don't like to hear that. If you look at the charts that Dog Stats has, go follow them over on Twitter. Blue is good. If you got the deeper the blue, the better elite you are. The lighter the blue, the more towards the median you are. White is pretty average. And then red means that it's not great. Okay. Okay. So it's the opposite of college football, where red typically denotes a good team and blue typically denotes a really bad team. You're correct. We can talk why he chose those later. We can talk three straight losing seasons for Florida, by the way. I mean, just process three consecutive losing. But I was, but but I was seasons. But I was told, 
for but was, Florida. But I was told that Napier's it. You were lied to. I was lied to. I, well, okay. Success rate, explosive rate, yards per play, and expected play average against Georgia's running defense. Daniel, this chart is all white. There's no blue in here whatsoever, meaning that average Georgia is, is is slightly above average success rate and explosive play on the running game. Now, Bama, this is this is what's wild to me about diving into the metrics of what they do. Bama's rushing game metrics on offense almost the same average white as well, Daniel, on the chart. It's so, just it's not what your eyes see. It's not what your eyes see, but if you dive into the metrics, dive into the numbers. Now, some of this is, you know, I, I, maybe we'll have Doc Sass on and he can tell us a little bit more about this, but it's it's not as terrible of a mismatch. We're actually pretty comparably <laughs> aligned, which again is not great. This is an insult to us, but we are giving up 5.2 yards per play in the run game, Daniel, which is which is horrifying for a Kirby smart team. It's like horrible. that's. That's horrendous. Five, okay. Over five yards of play in the run game. Why would you throw the ball against us? Yards and per when play. you throw the ball against us, why would you not throw it at six? Yards per play. Oh, let's why would you ever throw it to three? I'm just trying to say, why would you ever? I'm just going to say this right now. Throw it towards is, three. He, he's the best He's the best corner in the SEC. I've, I've said it all. I'll say it again. He's the best corner in the SEC. It's yep. tough. It's tough to hear. It's tough Alabama to hear fan. if you're an Alabama fan. I understand. Lassiter is better than Kool-Aid. Okay, yards per play uh, passing defense. Okay, point two, Daniel. We give up 5.2 yards per play passing, which is uh-huh. dang good. Offense for Alabama, the neighborhood they're in is Missouri, UNC, and FSU. Now, okay. Those aren't elite offenses. They're they're, they're comp- not bad offenses. No, they're not bad. They're competent offenses. They're not elite offenses. No. Defense for Georgia and offense for Alabama, pretty comparable. Georgia actually has a better ability to stop the explosiveness. Their pass game numbers are actually pretty dang good. Mm-hmm. Stop the explosiveness, mainly because we have Lasseter and, and Starks back there. Run game is where we give up some success. Success against us comes in that phase of the game to try to go down. But again, all this tells me is, is if you're going to try to beat us in the run game when we don't give up explosive plays, that's the key. That's right. That's right. We don't give up explosive plays and you're going to beat us in run game. And our offense has explosiveness and yards per play passing that we get a first down each time we pass. Again, you tell me how that's a recipe for success because when we get the ball, Yep. We score when we want. When you get the ball, you can't score explosively, and the only time is run, and you have to march down the field. And we've seen this play out all season long, Clint, Literally. against against the University of Georgia. And that's why the defense, honestly, if I'm being honest, that's why the defense has been so frustrating to watch because the drives in which the defense struggles last a heck of a long time. Like, they long. last forever because Georgia's giving up five yards per play and the opponent's moving the ball 75 yards down the field. And guess what? That's a heck of a lot of plays that we have to watch Georgia's defense suck. It It's not because we are giving up explosive one, two, three play drives for touchdowns where teams march down the field. That's not a sustainable way to beat anybody. And that's why Georgia hasn't gotten beat by anybody. Because you're not going to score every single time 
that you do that. You're not going to you're not going to have sustained continued success. You're going to commit a holding penalty. You're going to get behind the chains. We're going to get a stop on third down and you're going to have to punt it back to us a handful of times and that's all Carson Beck and Mike Bobo had needed this year in order to succeed. The thing that Jalen Milrow has shown the ability to have mild success doing this year is throwing the deep ball and having and you know and having explosive potential down the field in the passing yes. game. And that's what Alabama is going to have to do if they are going to try to yes. keep pace with this Georgia offense in this game. If we get two more, if the possession arrow goes two times towards us more, if you punt Bama and we get the ball and we don't punt, which we won't on offense and we don't turn the ball over the big issue that people were saying in the middle of the season was that Mike Bobo red zone offense is abysmal. How's that? Well, been? he gone and fixed that. How's that been lately? Yeah. Running, running game. Isn't what it used to be. We, we have, don't have healthy running backs. How that been? How's that? How's that been going? Okay. Our red zone offense check our success rate check our passing explosiveness check our running backs healthy. If you don't get, if you punt the ball twice or turn the ball over twice, or we don't turn the ball over two. That's all we need because those are going to be two. That's 14 points and you're sunk. It's I know there's going to be some. There's going to be some big game jitters, right? Like just we haven't gotten to locks yet. We'll get to that later in the week. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm looking at that. Laying the points with Georgia. I already said multiple scores. It's only the four and a half. huh? It ain't going to get to eight. And so like I'm going to be laying those points with Georgia. I'm also looking at the over. I like the over in this game. Now, I don't typically like overs in big games. So I do acknowledge that Georgia's offense might sputter a bit because you in, in these big game situations, yes, Georgia will probably punt it a couple times. Georgia's offense will probably stall out a couple times. There will be some nerves for Carson Beck. Like let's not let's sure. not try to pretend like that's not a real thing. It it is a different kind of environment in Mercedes-Benz. It's the biggest game of his life. It is the most important game of Georgia's season. And there is no safety net, no matter what Georgia fans want to believe. There is no safety net. If Georgia loses this game, they will not make the college football playoff, period. So it, there's going to be some nerves on the offense. But over the course of 60 minutes, mm -hmm. this offense just is not going to be stopped by Alabama. And Georgia's no. going to struggle at times to stop the Alabama offense as well. But if it's not explosive plays down the field, they it's it's, it's not sustainable. It's, it's not fine. a sustainable form of success. It's going to be fine, just like it has been every single week yes. of the year. Yes. This has been Locked On Bulldogs, part of Locked On Podcast Network. 199, send us that email, get entered in for the drawing, and we will see you all tomorrow where we're talking more Georgia Bulldogs. Ooh, see you then.